If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, November 15th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the future class of video games, a.k.a. the OK Beast Blessing, Adioye Jr. What's up, Greg? How'd you enjoy your donut this morning? It was fantastic. Hell yeah. You came through with a nice, that was a nice pumpkin donut, a pumpkin spice pumpkin donut spice there. Donut. Yeah, very appreciative. Very appreciative of it. Of course, then we have a whole bunch of G4 former people in the office, and there's a whole bunch of donuts out there as well. Yeah, I, I brought in the 24-pack of donut holes this time. Love it. And I was met with donuts already here, and I was like, well, this is a waste. Because no, they're going to get eaten. You, I you had your so? donut that I paid for, and then I had the free donut from the XG4 folks. Because there's like multiple dozens of donuts out there. And I'm going to eat them all. I just put my my 24-pack of donut holes next to it. And like, no offense to Krispy Kreme. I love Krispy Kreme. But like, I don't know about Krispy Kreme donut uh, donut holes are stacking up against. So, uh, you're just saying, a variety You're pack. saying there's a follow-up to Greg giving you the $20, crisp $20 bill. Correct. To, yes. to, so you're, you're and you've tabulated today. how many more donuts I did am do, I do? I did do the math. So you gave me, of course, a crisp $20 bill. I sure did. When I ordered it, where that came from, too. <laughs> I looked at the receipt, and it said it cost $2.19. And okay. I did the mental math, and I yeah. believe that means after this one, I owe you eight more donuts. Okay, fair enough. I appreciate that. A baker's dozen. Are you going okay. to tap out? Do you think by donut number four, you'd be like, actually, I'm tired of donuts. No. You don't think so? What? No. What? You this eat the all... Krispy Kreme every day. Yeah, but And I'm, I said I'm once young. a week. I didn't say. I didn't say. <laughs> I'm young, limber, and I, ru- I run on sugar. I feel like. If you know. suddenly brought me eight donuts in a row, you're like, and I'm done. Like, And I mean, on one day, that, that would be a violation of the deal we've already struck up. We said what once a week. I gave you the 20, and oh, I said wait, once a week. Did we say once a week? We did say once a week. Oh, I forgot about the once a week part. Okay. There you go. I was going to go, go, like, what if I can knock this out in like a week and a half? No, no, no. We're going to Krispy Kreme every single day. We're going to long play this, brother. Don't worry about that. Maybe I'll do a recurring calendar thing. That's what I'm going to do. What day do you feel like a donut day for you. I, I like the days that we're on like, together. Personally, I like a surprise, which I know okay. puts more work on you because then you need to remember. But I'm also never going to be offended if you slip a week. Okay. And that's not going to be a thing. It's always a more of, oh, cool, the donut. That's exciting. You know, that's, that's refreshing. I like that. I think that, well, the thing that you're relying on right now is the fact, is, is the idea that I'm going to want to go to Krispy Kreme enough to then, of course, get you a donut. Yeah. I feel like, I, I, like, this is a new thing for me. Me going to Krispy Kreme is a very new thing to me. Sure. Of course, I you get to out, you, you, look in, you look at the McDonald's line, and if the McDonald's line is too long, you go that's to Krispy right, Kreme. Yeah, line. exactly. That's when I go to Krispy Kreme. Here's the pivot we could do, is that if you're at McDonald's, I want to take an Egg McMuffin. Don't worry about that. And Egg McMuffins, okay. we're, we're, they're more than $2.19, I'll tell you right now. Oh, I'll do so that. You, okay, yeah. But then you could also, if you want to factor in, I'm never going to say no to a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, we, we talked about the 20 bucks once a week donut. If I, you know, if you want to change it over to twenty bucks the coffee and you buy me a coffee every day, I'm Cream fine. Sugar? Except, except no, the Seven Eleven coffee, we just don't black. give him Seven Eleven coffee. Seven Eleven coffee, I don't mind. This is kind of funny coffee from the Keurig machine that Roger says he cleaned, but the the descaler solution's right next to it, still unclean. It's terrible, like it's mm-hmm. awful. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I saw. I, I might have to buy a real coffee pot because I and just have it there. I might have to just throw that Keurig away and get a new Keurig. I don't know. Because Cool Greg bought a bunch of pods. Nick is over there. He can't hear me, but he's... he's have, you, uh, have you thought about getting into tea? I'm not getting into tea. Uh, tea is Stop great. Stop trying to push the tea agenda. I had tea when I first woke up me. this morning. It was fantastic. 
It's refreshing. <sighs> you have too many British. I don't need blessing. to be refreshed. What do you I mean, need mate? the caffeine injected <laughs> into these veins? All right, you understand? Do you understand? I'm already planning what I'm doing on the Kind of Funny podcast today, and it's going to be a scene, no. brother. All right? It's going to be a scene. The God Kind of Funny podcast is going to open in a way you've never seen before, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus in a Christ. way few people have ever seen. Why is there a third chair here? Ladies and gentlemen, there's a third chair here, of course, because guess what? A whole bunch of our friends used to work at G4, and then G4 was unceremoniously closed. So... Thanks to the power of Twitter, when we were all saying, oh, man, that sucks, you know, well wishes, yada, yada, yada. One of the kind of funny best friends was like, well, you guys got a new studio. You should probably just invite them up to have a reunion show. And we said, you know what? That's a great idea. And so behind the scenes, Tim, Joey have been working with uh, Danny Ree and a whole bunch of other G4 people uh, to have them come today and have a celebratory, hey, let's say goodbye. Let's uh, say goodbye the right way. Let's have a nice little thing and reflect on the cool thing that was G4 for the past year. And so uh, that's happening as the stream right after us. Of course, you can watch live twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, youtube.com slash kind of funny games. You can watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. But blessing, we Greg. figured. With all these people in the office, all these talented people who know how to talk about games, we would be foolish not to put them on here with us. Yeah. So, not every story, but kind of every story, we're going to cycle yeah. in who comes. We, you know, we're going to have a whole bunch of different hosts come on through and sit down and have fun with us. Because, of course, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. You can write in at kindoffunny.com slash KFG completely free. And if you say, what a great deal, let me tell you about another great deal. Patreon.com slash kindoffunny. On Patreon.com slash kindoffunny, of course, you can toss us a few bucks, support the dream, and get each and every episode of Games Daily ad-free. Get to watch us record the games. Cast, PS I love you, X Cast, the list goes on live. And of course, since it's now what we're doing with the new spare bedroom, get all the kind of funny stuff too. You could watch me go off on the kind of funny podcast this afternoon for free without any ads as well, but I digress. What, what are you planning? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean go off? What are you going to do, do, oh, do this see. afternoon? Oh, you'll oh, all God. see. I'm gonna, I, here's, what, here's the tease. <laughs> it sounds all right? like a threat. Here's the tease. I'm going to open with an apology, and then it's off to the races. Blessings. <laughs> then it's mean? off to the races. <laughs> blessing. Anything can happen. Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Uh, watch me record that show today. And, of course, get uh, a bevy of bonus episodes. That's right. 38 episodes of exclusive monthly content on Patreon.com slash kind of funny, along with shirts, uh, decals, all sorts of stuff up there. You can get but if you got no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal of course you can watch us record the show like i said twitch.tv slash kind of funny games youtube.com slash kind of funny games if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games where the archive posts and of course listening on podcast services around the globe housekeeping of course continue to use our epic creator code kind of funny when you're buying anything on the epic game store or when you're buying v bucks in fortnite or something in rumbleverse a new kind of funny games cast is up right now and it's our live reactions and predictions to the game award nominees that's up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe uh, our stream after this like i said is going to be of course the g4 reunion everybody hanging out talking about uh, their time there and having a great time but it's also benefiting rise against the disorder uh, you can donate at bit.ly slash xplay is rad that's all one word xplay is rad all lowercase Thank you to our Patreon producers, Morgan Lorraine, Fargo Brady, Christopher Rodriguez, uh, the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan, Tall Tree 81, Joseph A. Carlson, One Up Pest Control, Carrie Palmer, Elliot, uh, Brian Cheney, Trevor Starkey, Super Daddy Kyle, Undertopian, David Mindtel, the Mind Freak, Eric Velasquez, Scotty Wyatt, uh, Alex Greedle, Al Tribesman. 
Uh, wait, where? I, 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 he's he's no? the predator. He's the oh, predator. The predator. He's I, not I don't do the predator. I don't usually don't do that one. No, you. I don't do it. Somebody. Yeah. Jason L. James Davis, aka at James Davis makes Mick at Dananobiologist Abramson. Ryan T. from Tennessee. Derek Gregg and Donald Eccles today. We're brought to you by Rocket Money, Policy Genius, and Shopify, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Eight items on the Roper Report. A does it. Before we even give you the first story, I was going to say guest. Let's give you the first guest. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together at home and yell out your window for Danny Pena. Hello, Danny. You're making your return. Your return to kind of funny. Thank you so much, angle. sir. That's the jib right Barrett. there. That's your money at work right there. Oh, and the Whoa. smoke, too. And the smoke for Danny's return. Hello, Danny. Hello. How are you, sir? Good to see you. Thank you. I yeah, love yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Is it your first time here? This dude, yes. Not the, the other one. I went there, I believe, once to interview Greg. It wasn't that cool. It was good. It was not this. I, I, I think it, you, at least you guys have something, you know. Yeah. I feel like this mic is like so high. <laughs> yeah, we're go. gonna be doing a lot of this. There you go. Just grab it. Just hey, own it. Don't love it. Live. Own it. Yeah. Do this. Yeah, You're fine. Uh, Get one, in there. One two. One two. And I, you know, I understand why you want to be used to the mic. You don't podcast that much. Nah. Oh, like Twenty-one years now. Yeah. Podcaster Hall of Fame. God damn. Yeah. Actually, today uh, there's a tweet going around of. Me and Bill Gates, because today was the original Xbox launch. Yeah. I totally forgot about it. So, <laughs> And I had hair during that time, you know? You're big awesome. time Bill Gates. I got to remember go. that. Yeah. I don't even remember that yeah. being a big so part of hey, First of all, thank you so much for, for inviting us here uh, to be part of, you know, special reunion later. And I can't wait. Dude, it's yeah. our honor and pleasure. I'm glad we could help you out, of course. Uh-huh. We got this space. Let's use it. Let's do some cool stuff. Let's do it. There oh, it wow. Oh, my God. There you go. Wow. <laughs> the hair changes your look <laughs> dynamically. Big time, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Now, do you keep in touch with Bill? Are you talking to him often? Oh, we talk all the time, man. Okay. We always texting you, like, hey, what's up? What's going on with your life? Let's <laughs> talk, ladies and gentlemen, about the Game Awards 2022 nominations and how God of War is leading the pack with 10 award nods. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN.com. Jeff Keighley has announced every nominee for the Game Awards 2022 with God of War Ragnarok and Elden Ring leading the way with 10 and 7 nominations, respectively. God of War Ragnarok's nominations include Game of the Year, Best Game Direction, Best Narrative, Best Art Direction, Best score in music, best audio design, two in best performance, best action adventure, and innovation and accessibility. Elden Ring saw a number of similar nominations, including Game of the Year, Best Game Direction, Best Narrative, Best Art Direction, Best Score in Music, Best Audio Design, and Best RPG. Last year's award saw It Takes Two take the Game of the Year award, while Deathloop won Best Game Direction, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy won Best Narrative, and Final Fantasy XIV Online won Best Ongoing Game. Danny? Yes. Where are you in the war that is Elden Ring versus God of War? Uh, we had this conversation last night. Yeah. We had a lot of conversations. A lot of conversations last night. I think, look, I love God of War, love Elden Ring. I think Elden Ring is going to win, in my opinion. Good. The reason is there's a lot of people that I know, they're not huge gamers, they're not fans of those type of games. They purchase Elden Ring, which is. Saying something, yeah, yeah, that's that's powerful. And then look at the numbers of how the, the units, how, how many units that got sold, and everything. So, I think that game is going to win in my game of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. How yeah. do you feel about how do you feel about Stray getting nominated for game of the year? See, this is the conversation we had last <laughs> night. I think that's good. First of all, um, and there was a lot of major press that also covered that game, uh, which is hard to do for from for an indie game. And also, um, look how many cats. 
that did a like those uh, videos online with the um, yeah playing with the screen and yeah, looking playing at the screen and everything, everything like that. That was really cool too to see. Um, and I was pretty mad that uh, the cat didn't get nominated for best performance. It should have been get nominated. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why not? I mean, why? It, that could have been historic. First, first, first. Uh, wait, look, I have people here laughing in the background. What? Why not? But it wasn't a real cat, right? I mean, they like. I no, guess they, they used a real cat a little bit. No, but they, it's not used, like the cat acted. they used a real cat for here, this. Here's the thing: you made this argument to me last night, to where when you first said it, I was like, "Oh, you're crazy. You're mad. Like, there's no way no. the cat should be nominated." But the, when you went into it, of like. No, like they went for they for real went in and mocap this cat and like yes. and when you look at that cat and stray like the the cat is the main thing I actually really really dug about that game mm-hmm. right like I know we have conflicting views here at kind of funny about like whether stray is great whether stray is fine yada 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 I think the one thing that we all agree on and the one thing that everybody agrees on in regards mm-hmm. to stray is the fact that like best cat that's simulator a, that's the best cat simulator best cat you can play like that existed. cat moves like a cat that cat is a cat ass cat like that's one of the best cats in a video game. So I can kind of I can kind of understand the argument for best I'm all, performance I'm all there. About I would game vote changers. for it. I'm all about game changer, and I feel like that game was a game changer, especially for an indie game. And I'm glad it's uh, nominated for game of the year. Sure. Yeah, and give props to the cat, man. <laughs> you know, I love cats. Come on, come on. We had dogs barking on the screen because of that cat. Come on, best performance. Let's go. Again, most realistic cat I've ever seen. I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that 100. Uh, uh, and also, uh, content creator of the year. Talk to me a bit about that. I saw you tweet about this. Of course. I'm not too. Thrilled about it. Why? I um, there was a lot of content creators that made huge, huge uh, moves this year and a game changer again. They didn't get recognized. If it's um, streamer of the year, I get it. That's totally different conversation. But I don't know. I feel like it was a lot of people that didn't get nominated at all. No props at all. So, like for example, Khalif Adams. I feel like he did something amazing with the spawnies, man. Right? It's coming up uh, again. Yeah, it we love Spawn uh, here. Also, I feel like Bless, you you had a lot of amazing things that you done this year too. I feel like that was a game changer too. And there was Thank a lot you. of people, man, that deserve Aaron Ashley Simon. That's another person too. Like I could come up with tons of names. I know there was another streamer too. His name is um, starts with a K. Carl, Carl Jacobs. Jacobs. Game changer. Of course. Didn't get nominated. No, he got nominated. So, oh no! Was, wait, no, 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 wait, not him. Um, with somebody else. Then, oh, uh, shout out to Black Okage, uh, mm. Corey. He he mentioned him too. I can't remember his name, but yeah, he he deserved to get nominated too, man. So they need to change it up, man. And it's I, one of those, I, I think like, this is the thing when they moved away from trending gamer, right? And when they moved away from trending gamer, they tried to think hone it in more with content creator, but then content creator is still so broad as well. But it, here's the thing: like, is it based on numbers? Great question. Is it based on how they're changing the industry? Like, I need more. More information yeah. about that. One of the know? things one of the things we talked about last night too was like I mm-hmm. I could see them going into the awards and shaking things up in terms of the categories. Cause I think, yeah, mm-hmm. when you look at best content creator, right? You got folks like, you know, Carl Jacobs is a huge streamer. You got Ludwig, who's a huge streamer. Yeah. You got Nival, right, who does or did social content, right? And like when and we I don't I've still not figured out whether it's totally fan voted or what percentage is, is fan voted, but mm-hmm. for the fan voting aspect of it, right? Like Putting Nibel up against any of the any, any of those folks, right? I don't think there's a prayer necessarily of Nibel winning, and no. of course there's exceptions, right? Like yeah. Greg Miller won Trending Gamer, and like Greg Miller, I, I would actually I would argue more popular than than Nibel, at least in that in that instance, right? But like Greg versus a lot of the big streamers at the time, right? You're able to rally your audience to actually make yeah. that happen for you yeah. in a way that, like, I don't think a Nibel would be able well, to. He turned off his Twitter, right? Like, that's the other now, thing. Is, yeah. is he going to show up? That's that's the question I want to know. Like, you know, is he going to show up <laughs> and, and be like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is what a It's Kojima. It's Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, Mike, Mike, he's been <laughs> Nibel this whole time. 
No. But, but yeah, like I, I think to that point, like I think the the Nibel versus Carl versus Ludwig doesn't make as much sense in my mind as opposed to like if you had a yeah best streamer category and maybe a best media personality or best journalist category. Well, then, or then you're starting to do lines. yeah exactly hone it down right, and then mm -hmm. you can have the category that is game changers. People have done it, or at least we go through and we define what these categories actually mean yeah. and check it out to be right. I, look, man, I just I feel like us you know people of color we have to like work 10 times harder just to get the attention and we we need we need help here man give yeah. us some props you know that's all that that's the part i was just not mad but more annoyed about about it but look i'm i'm excited to go and and support the, the game awards because i feel like that's an event for us to celebrate all the wins man for for you know that we've done in the industry overall it doesn't matter if you're a content creator or what you know yeah. in, the, in the same vein of categories too like one of the conversations we had again last night was uh you brought up something that i thought was fascinating right you you said yeah. uh does game of the year require you to get nines and tens like is that what mm -hmm. game of the year mm -hmm. is and both me and mm -hmm. rihanna looked at each other like yeah like game of the year we're talking about the best games but then we got into it of like because we started a conversation about stray yeah because we were talking about yeah. stray and i was like i was like stray is not the best game this this year right it's not one of yeah. the best it's like it's a popular game and it's a revered game it's a game that a lot of people love mm -hmm. but that then got into the back and forth of like would it would it do the game awards better to instead of doing game of the year to do best game and then maybe do a trending game of the year which is more about the yeah. this is the impact that this game had because like you, you look at the oscars and you look at plenty of other award shows in different mediums and it's not they don't do, they don't do movie of the year at the Oscars. They don't do I think they might do album of the year at the VMAs. So maybe I might be wrong about that. But I think a lot of the time it is, you know, best picture, best rap album, best album, right? And I think there could be room for more clarity and also to give out more awards if you are going to if you if you could separate it into, all right, this is for the best game, right? The game that cr most critically acclaimed, the game that maybe pushed the most in the medium mm -hmm. versus this is the game that had impact. This is the game that everybody show, showed up to and played and like shifted things culturally, right? Because in the same argument that you're making about Stray in terms of Stray brought a lot to the, the table and had mainstream attention. Mm -hmm. I also brought up Wordle. Like, why isn't Wordle not yeah. should, That's yeah. a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. We had that conversation. I was like, you know what? I, I forgot about that too, man. But look, I had a lot of friends that are not gamers at all, and they bought a PlayStation 5 and bought Stray. That's, that's huge to me. For sure. Huge game changer, you know, so. We're talking about all the people that were celebrating in that, but in the in more line with the content creator, Cozy Bear writes in and says, with the Game Award nominees out in the wild, I'm curious, which 2022 games do you feel got snubbed the most? I might sound crazy making this statement, blessing you off to say, but personally, I think it's deeply unfortunate that Sonic Frontiers didn't qualify for best score in music. <laughs> um, I think uh, when, it, when it comes to the best score, Sonic Frontiers had an amazing... Amazing soundtrack, Ninja Turtles also. Yeah. Come on, yeah, Jeff, you could have Wu Tang Clan performing God, that, that track. So I like Ninja that you pointed Jeff like it's his fault. Like we all, <laughs> no, we, no, are no. The voting know, we, we all voted. We all voted. We all voted. We can all go to that web page and yell like, "Here's my ballot. Where was yours? Where that was yours? Yo, honestly, that could have been amazing having legends, hip hop legends, performing on the Game Awards. But just saying, um, Call of the Lamp. I feel like yes. should have gotten more props. <laughs> Thank you. Thank right? you. Yes, yes. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of any other uh, other games. Oh, these guys are flipping out there at the end when stuff started popping up and they weren't getting the games they wanted. Bless. What were the one of the ones? You I mean, had? is there? Can I have an opposite of a snub? A game that like got way way more represent, representation than I would have thought. Don't say it, bless. Uh, Plague Tale in uh, Requiem, not the one. What was oh, the other? Okay. One? I guess Stray. I, I, you, Stray was the other one. I guess Stray also, but like Plague, Plague Tale, I was shocked to see how often Plague Tale was, was included. Not yeah. to take shots at Plague Tale, right? But I think 
when I think about video games this year, I think of a wide swath of indie games. I was shocked to not see Vampire Survivors anywhere. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. Vampire to... Survivors. Vampire yeah. Survivors. Game been. of the year. Yeah. That should have been in there somewhere, right? Um, uh, what was it Tinykin? You know, I would have loved to see somewhere. And I know when we're talking about the indie space, then like that, now we're getting into competition in terms of all right, what did Tiny King bring to the table versus Cult of the Land versus Sifu versus Neon White? And you're talking about a lot of games and not everybody's going to get included. But I would have loved to see Tiny King for something, right? Even sure. something like Best Art Direction, I think it could have qualified for. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Danny, thank you for coming on here. No problem, man. What's, you what are you doing in the stream? What are you doing on the stream here in 30 minutes, uh, 40 minutes? We're going to be talking about a lot of cool stories about, you know, X-Play. And uh, yeah, just stay tuned. We have a lot of surprises. Stay tuned, everybody. Yeah, stay tuned. Danny, thank you so much for coming through. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, I'm now calling out Gerard. Is Gerard here? There he is. Get over. You can come any way you want. You didn't have to run around everything. And look at him. He's running too. I would. Jesus, Louise. I, I didn't want to miss my cheat. Well, you did it. I called you out. Don't worry. Gerard, the completionist, ladies and gentlemen. Joining us for Hello. story Hello. number two, the Somerville Review Roundup. Currently, it has on Metacritic a 75. Open critic 74. Uh, Ryan McCaffrey at IGN gave it a 7 out of 10 and said, Somerville follows its own unique path within the puzzle adventure genre. The path isn't always a smooth one, with camera annoyances and physic wonkiness occasionally serving as a pebble in your shoe while solving its series of pleasantly challenging puzzles. And the story is more strange for the sake of being strange than it is thought-provoking. But thanks to its strong visual storytelling techniques and the way the opening minutes inspire an irresistible desire to find out what happened to this man and whether or not he'll ever find his family, Somerville is nevertheless a very good good tour through an exceptionally bleak scenario, all which is successfully conveyed without a single line of dialogue. Over at Game Informer, Kyle Hilliard gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, Somerville is held back by technical shortcomings, but is full of impressive moments worth experiencing with the lights turned low and your headphones up high. The Father's Adventures lingers in my mind as I reflect on what happened, and those memories do ultimately outweigh the technical shortcomings I Hope time will provide uh, improvements to bring the game to where it deserves to be, which is high in the sky alongside the ships of the invading forces. And then, kind of funny, blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. gave it a four out of five. We have the TikTok. Let's play it, Barrett. Somerville is the new game from Jumpship, a brand new studio formed by folks behind Inside and Limbo. Upon starting Somerville, it's evident that the same talent is there. Incredible visuals accompanied by one of the coolest openings to a video game in recent memory set the tone for something special. While the energy and vibe... Oh, buffering. Oh, buff- and that's all we have because the internet is currently out and we're uh, dealing with technical difficulties. I thought the entire video would play, but uh, there you go. Fair enough. Uh, I can read my script. I can find my <laughs> pick script it up, and pick read it. Up. Yeah, yeah, go, go. Okay, now oh, I'm the internet. You got the internet. You don't have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Gerard, have you touched Somerville yet? I have not touched it yet. I have didn't. these reviews pushed you in one direction or the other? No, I, I definitely still check it out. Okay, okay. I, okay, I feel okay. like, you know, I, I'm that kind of guy that, you know, considering the review nightmare that was Sonic Frontiers last oh, week. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am willing to try. Anything. Sonic Frontiers has hardened me. Like, yes. where I'm like, you know what? I can review anything. <laughs> if, I yeah. can, if I can play 20-something <clears throat> hours of Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, yeah. I'm, nothing can deter me until I get to the end. The end, I have to get to the end just to say, okay, now I can form I've done opinion. this and yes. I've done this. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you, and you asked Gerard, the completionist, yes. you definitely made it through a lot That of is my job, so. I'm the opposite, where I started Somerville and I played five chapters and I'm like, nah, I'm good. And I walked away. I was yeah. like, just not, it doesn't have the juice you're, you're that Limbo guy, inside did. You're, you're a busy guy. There's a lot of games to play and then there's that kid to keep alive. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot going on. So yeah, yeah that you is You have to be a responsible thing. human being and prioritize your time. But in this time, I mean, that's how it is right now with games though, right? There's yeah. so many things out to play demanding 
getting your attention that, yeah, for me, you know, I, I think I'm more in line with the Ryan McCaffrey, right? Of like the seven out of 10. It's I, I, I get it. And yeah. I can see where I could keep playing it, but it was just like, I didn't think the story was compelling enough to actually engage me and go. I think it starts super strong, Bus. I think the opening mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah, and that's where I'm at with it too. Where the opening, I remember I, I texted you guys and I was like, "Y'all, you might have to play this for like for game of the year because I think Somerville opens so strong, but then the further it goes on, the more it struggles with multiple things. You know, they call out in one of the in, but I think maybe both of these reviews the technical shortcomings, and I was flabbergasted as I was playing because I was like is this is my PC just busted like I'm playing on a pretty good PC why do I have these frame hitches happening every now and then right mm. and then I uh I came and I play, played it to capture uh footage here for Roger for, for him to edit the review and I got that here too and I was like oh no the game is just badly optimized right and that was even even after I talked to both Barrett and I think Andy about uh pl- trying the game on Steam Deck and the game just not running on Steam Deck right which is Ooh. you know a lot of games don't run on Steam Deck right that's not necessarily a hey that's not necessarily a mark against yeah, it but right I think that is additive to the idea of oh yeah this didn't run on my pc not running on steam deck not running on another pc like i, I don't know how it runs on on xbox but those technical technical shortcomings are there let alone other things like uh camera and like weird weird things where i'm walking through of course in this game one of the abilities you have is like to change states of matter i'm like walking through an area melting all the walls around me and the camera is caught inside one of the walls I, i'm not seeing my character for like eight seconds before the camera finally clips through and gets back to me stuff like that i think uh pairs back the experience the transition from uh 2d to 3d because of course again somerville developed by jumpship jumpship uh a studio created by people who formerly worked uh at um, i forget the name played of the studio. it played it yeah who did inside limbo um inside limbo very excellent i would even say possibly perfect 2d puzzle platformers i would um, agree yeah. yeah especially when you're talking about just the the intricacy of the animation and how there's an animation for for legitimately every single thing you're doing, right? If there's a puzzle in that game, there's an animation that is unique to it, and it is so smooth and it is so crisp. Somerville, I think, tries to go for some of that, but it falls flat completely, especially when you're talking about the transition to the 3D environment and how I'm like, cool, I want to go over here, and I'm just walking into a wall, or like, I'm I, let me let me walk between this crevice or whatever, and the way that my uh, arm is like they, my arm wants to do the thing where it like uh, touches the the um, like the wall or whatever as I'm passing through it, but I can see it then like wigging being shaky out. and yeah. like yeah, wigging out, and I'm like, oh, that's not that's that's not the polish that I'm used to from from these <clears throat> from these guys. And that was the thing, right, about like comparing it to Inside and Limbo. And you're talking about the 2D to tr- 3D uh, transition, which we haven't talked really about. So if you haven't, if you're not familiar with what Somerville is, I mean, you can imagine the look of a Limbo or that, right? But you have the deep environments that you can walk back into and do things. And for me, starting off, it, I wasn't frustrated, but it was like, oh, this is just wasted space because I'm in mm-hmm. it and I'm trying to figure out what they want me to do. All right, I'm learning the mechanics. I have this new ability, like, again, to shift matter and do stuff. No spoilers. Uh, and as I walk further back, I'm like, oh, well, is it supposed to go? Oh, no. Like, this is 3D and deep for 3D and deep sake. Like, it isn't adding <clears> anything <throat> to it. It's actually making it feel more like a video game and more like, oh, I just wasted a bunch of time walking all the way back to this, uh, you know, a wooden fence thinking that's how I could try to get to the house when it wasn't that at all. So I come all the way back and then. The solutions here is I'm trying to learn the rules and mechanics of the game. Yeah. So is this a situation where the technology itself is really hindering the experience, or is it just like, is it like stopping you from enjoying the game, or is it like mechanically speaking something you don't necessarily vibe with? I think it's the mechanics that I didn't vibe with. Yeah. I think because you know, yeah, the, the technology is more like oh it's deep and it's there, but it's deep in there to be there. So what's the point of it, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not going back to do that. Where once I figure out oh this is what you want, this is how you want me to go through and do it and figure out how to use my gun arm and all these different things like okay cool i can figure it that way but right in general I, like I, you know i got to a very specific puzzle where i was like okay you want me to take 
B and connected to A, but it's connected to C. And I did it, and the thing did it, and then I did my thing, and it was like, okay, you want me to do something else here? And at this point, I'm just not enjoying the game enough to go any further with it, and I stop. Yeah, for me, it's one that I think could have used a bit more time for them to iron things out. One, the technical shortcomings, but then also some of the puzzle mechanics and like the smoothness of, of how they work, and even some of the design around the puzzles. Like, there, I, I love most of the puzzles. I actually do genuinely love in this game, um, and I like I like puzzle games a lot. I really loved Inside for the puzzles. I think there's a lot of the quality there, but then there are some of those. There's some puzzles where I think the A to B to, to C of how you solve don't line up in a way that is in a way that I think you would do to to, to create natural puzzle design. Like I think of. When you're uh, when you talk to Miyamoto about making Mario uh, uh, Super Mario Brothers, right? And it is, hey, yeah, we put this Koopa here to teach you to jump. We put this box here mm -hmm. to like so you hit it, and like there's a natural progression of things and a natural progression of how you teach the player things. There's one puzzle early on in the game that I got to, and once I I, I was struggling with it for maybe like eight minutes or so, and once I figured it out, I was like, you never taught me that. Like, you never taught me mm. this specific thing that is key to solving this puzzle. It, it, it wasn't the aha moment. Yeah. And that's, that's just get to the puzzle where I was, like, where I'm like, oh, okay. I had had enough of those yeah. where I figured it out in spite of itself. Like, I figured it out in spite of how the game was trying to teach me. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that, that's something hard about a game, right, is that it's got to teach you everything it's all about within a few moments. And if you can't pick it up and remember it and run with it, yeah. then, you know, that, that sucks that you didn't, like learn yeah. that mechanic until you had to. And even at that, it's like you're lost at that point. Yeah. And that said, right, like that was for me a handful of puzzles in a game that has a lot of puzzles that did give me that feeling where I'm like, right. okay, this is bringing the stuff. And a, a game that I would say has visuals that are above and beyond in a lot of places where I'm like, this looks incredible. Like, I can't believe they're pulling off a lot of what's going on in, the, in, uh, in this art style. And even like the, the stuff going on in the story, I thought was fantastic up until the end where I was like, ooh, all right, this is not, I did not like the oh, ending. You gotta tell me afterwards. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's one of those ones where it's gonna be hard to tell you because it's an ending that's just chaotic. And I think they go for the idea of, all right, Limbo and Inside people fucking love the endings of that game, right? And Inside, we're not gonna talk about the Inside ending, but it's so straightforward and shocking, and there's meaning that you can pull from it. But like, sure. there, there's you can interpret it kind of how you want to, but there is meaning you can pull from it. Yeah. Whereas this ending, I get there and I'm like what is this like it's chaos it is them trying to go for something but i think them almost trying too hard and not knowing where they wanted to take the story which is unfortunate because i think the build-up onto that point is absolutely excellent in terms of the world building and the story and the, and the characters well guess what you're gonna get more from jump ship number three on the rope report uh somerville developer jump ship has already been acquired this is chris scullion over at vgc thunderful has announced it will be acquiring jump ship the developer responsible for the sci-fi survival story somerville the swedish group which consists of a number of companies that develop publish and invest in games says the deal is expected to be completed today for an undisclosed fee today also marks the release of somerville which is jump ship's debut title as part of the announcement, Thunderful stated that Jumpship will, quote, retain creative autonomy as it continues to create top-class story-driven narrative games, end quote. Jumpship was founded in 2017 when Play Dead co-founder uh, Dino Patti, uh, who had previously produced Limbo and Inside, teamed with movie animator Chris Olsen to work on Somerville. That's how fast it can happen. Yeah. Everybody's getting acquired out there left and right. Oh, right? yeah. Everyone's trying to, trying to make that money. Exactly. Right? That, the money. The money. Get that, get money. That money. Yeah, money. Exactly. And good for them, because I, I hope this leads to them, one, of course, being able to make, make the next game, but maybe even being able to make it with a bit more protection so that they're able to take their time and sure. like not feel like, and not that they felt like they had to rush this out, but if that, if that is how they felt, right? Not feel like they have to, have to rush sure, out their, that pressure, their next game. Sure, not have that pressure. Just go be creators. And exactly. on top of that, too, like this is the whole thing of... It, it, it's always hard to explain and, and, and stress and not sound insulting, right? But... 
it doesn't matter how talented the people are who spin off to start a new studio are. You're still starting a new studio. You're still right. getting a new team. You're it's, still coming up with a new pipeline p- workflow. It's, it's building blocks, workflow, personnel, working together. Especially, yep. you know, 2017, thinking about how long it took the game, right? Five years, roughly. Yeah. Like, add COVID in the mix. Yep. Big pandemic on top yeah. of that. Sure. Yeah. Production yeah. changes everything. And so I think, you know, again, that's what's exciting about Jump Ship is that even though, okay, cool, Somerville didn't connect for me, still totally stoked for what their next thing is. You yeah, know, 100%. another narrative game like in the in line with what their lineage is. Yeah, I want to know about that. And I want them to have the time, resources, and money. Yeah, money. And money. Thunderful's got plenty of it, too. And, yeah. and they're, you know, in my opinion, Thunderful, you know, publishes and produces some pretty good games. Yeah. So I think it's a good call for for them excellent yeah. before, before we move on uh of course like i got to to uh build this, this stock and i specifically uh wanted gerard gerard for this group of stories right talking about somerville specifically because i know you're a big indie game person and you oh, have yeah indie land yeah i just recovering from it i got a shovel knight tattoo because we hit 100k wow it's, it's uh still here you're gonna peel it off right now yeah <laughs> no, my voice is shot after streaming for streaming, 60 yeah. hours straight that'll do it that'll do my it. my body is half hot sauce of the bomb and no hair so it's been exhausting uh 72 hours but yeah i, I played a lot of indie games if, if somebody <laughs> wants to either check it out or support where can they go for that and then also what's one game from indie land that you want to shout out sure yeah uh so if you want to support the open hand foundation in our charity event uh i believe uh I don't know the URL, but there's a Tiltify link that I've tweeted like a million times on Twitter. So go to my Twitter. You'll see it. Uh, the next 30 days, you can still donate to the uh, to the Alzheimer's Association group that we had created called the Open Hand Foundation. Um, and one indie game that uh, I feel kind of selfish saying it because uh, I actually uh, debuted that, I, that I'm producing the game. So nice. it's a really fun thing. It's called Gestalt, Salt, and uh, Cinder. And it's a, uh, a steampunk Metroidvania um, that's being produced by myself, Jesse Cox, and Dodger, and uh, we're working with uh, Mechanalist Games, uh, Mechanalist Games, uh, and, t- and Tom over there to make this thing come to life. That's and awesome. It looks awesome. Uh, Wishlist it, please. Uh, it's it's phenomenal. If you like Symphony of the Night, if you like Metroidvanias, this thing's going to be crazy good. Fuck yeah, awesome. dude! Congratulations. Yeah. That's Thank awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Real exciting stuff. Go make the money. Gotta make that money. Now speaking of that money, Greg Way, let's talk about Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny. Over on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny, you can give us your money, and of course, you can get each and every episode of Games Daily ad free. You could watch us record the other podcast live and ad free. You can get 38 episodes of bonus, exclusive monthly content, all on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny. But guess what, Jack? You're not on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use, right? Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to 200 plus. That's right, you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. There's this app that we love using that takes care of that for us and it's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. The app shows all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Shout out to Shopify for sponsoring this episode. We love Shopify here at kind of funny because we use it to run our very own kind of funny 
Shopify.com slash store. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll create an online store in your vibe, discover new customers, and grow the following that keeps them coming back. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted so your business keeps growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free libraries full of educational content, Shopify's got you every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you will too. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Go on, try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash kfgames, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash kfgames. Shout out to Policy Genius for sponsoring this episode. Life insurance is the type of thing you never hope you need, but the reality is mortgage payments, childcare, and other expenses don't disappear when you're gone. And since life insurance typically gets more expensive as we age, now's the time to buy. Policy Genius gives you a smarter way to find and buy the right coverage for you and your family. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from top companies like AIG and Prudential in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $17 per month for $500,000 of coverage. Coverage. And Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find options that offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid unnecessary medical exams. They're not incentivized to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. There are no added fees, and your personal info is private. No wonder they have thousands of five star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save that's policygenius.com as i live and breathe emily rose wow. thank you for joining I, us i suddenly appeared i thank know right yeah me. it's a better transition than <laughs> gerard running all around yeah, trying right. to figure out his way to the set how are you great thank i mean you. this is the best time of year for games yeah so many so many good things to play sure i'm knee deep in god of war like Hell yeah you are putting it i mean yeah, you are happy to be unemployed because i have so much time <laughs> to just take my time with that game and it's i'm loving it every that's single definitely moment. a way to do it that's definitely a way to do it uh speaking of great games though let's talk about pentiment all right yes. number four on the rope report ladies and gentlemen is the review roundup for pentiment currently sitting at an 87 on metacritic open critic also an 87 uh over at ign.com leanna hafer said it's a 10 out of 10 as an engrossing 15 to 20 hour adventure game a chronicle of a small town and its people in turbulent times a reverent celebration of the finer details of late medieval history and a clever detective story in which straight answers are hard to come by pentiment is a clear champion my gripes about it are all relatively minor and i look forward to playing it at least once or twice more to explore roads not taken it never suffers for its simplicity lacking in combat or traditional puzzles because of how effectively it tangled me up in the complexity of its gorgeously realized world and made me want to learn all I could about its people and its past. There isn't much more to say about Pentiment other than I can hardly recommend it highly enough. Over at PC Gamer, I got an 88 out of 100 from Joshua Wolins, a beautiful and beautifully written uh, narrative game uh, that makes masterful use of its early modern setting, one of Obsidian's finest. And then Jim Trinka at VGC, or I'm sorry, VG247 gave it a 5 out of 5 and said, it's one of the most engaging and accessible works of living history ever commissioned, and the fact that it exists, as, uh, exists at all, let alone as a major platform holder's first party RPG heading into the Christmas season, is a miracle worthy of the Saints. Play this game. 
Holy cow. Lord Almighty, right? I mean, but like, this is Obsidian. Right. Are we surprised? No. I, but it was that thing <laughs> when they debuted Pentiment and you looked at it. I was like, oof, okay, this is a, a weird art style. Really? And it looks wordy, and I don't know if I need to do this. And it, it, I'm not saying there's been no fanfare for it, but it doesn't Very feel little. it I doesn't mean, feel like, hey, we're Xbox and look at this game. You all need to play this game. This game's great. Yeah, and I mean, Obsidian had grounded just uh, back in September, yeah, October yeah, too. So it, yeah. it's just like, here's another game you got right on top of it. And I mean, I remember when we saw this trailer when we were doing the live our live reaction to the Xbox uh, showcase and. They showed the game until the, like, I don't think they showed Obsidian until the end, but they showed, like, the, the narrative. I'm a big point-and-click narrative. I'm, like, I'm the narrative game lady and RPG lady. So, yeah. like, as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, this looks great. And, yes, it is early modern. It's not the Middle Ages. Uh, shout out to Mikey Dowling and Obsidian for tweeting that out and correcting people. Everybody. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it just looks great. I'm so, so glad this game is getting tens out of tens. I mean, it's, it's heralded by... It's directed by Josh Sawyer, of course, um, who was also the project director and lead designer of New Vegas. So to mm. me, as soon as I knew, like, we all knew he was working on something. That's a pedigree. Yeah, yeah. and you're just like, all right, this is going to be something special. Yeah, this for sure landed on my, my must playlist after seeing these reviews. Because I was at a similar place when it got announced where I was like, what is this game? Awesome. I love Obsidian, but, like, this looks different. It looks smaller. It's being made by a small team. Mm -hmm. And I kind of immediately wrote it off for the reason of, like, you know, talking about it not having that fanfare of this is an Xbox game. We're owning this. You should all play this, right? I think when you pitch, it's, so, it's a game that is very hard to pitch to the masses, right? The people that are watching the Xbox game showcase because it is, all right, it's 2D, different art style, you know, early modern. Not like, a lot of puzzles, not no combat. Yeah, no combat. Like, when you go through all the bullet points of Pentiment, for like the wide, I think for the wide audience, it says, do not play me, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> right? But then like you get to the finish line, it's like, no, but like we actually killed this. Like this is actually a great game. And here are the reviews to back it up. Now it's like, okay, cool. Now we got something special on our hands. Uh, and I've had enough people tweet at me and go like, oh no, this is the kind of detective shit that you're going to like. And so after saying that, I'm like, okay, I'm in. It's a detective I'm game. I'm a big, I uh, played all the Nancy Drews. We did a video about Nancy Drew okay. games uh, for X-Play. And um, so as soon as it was like, it's a detective story, I was like, yes, I'm in. And I think like talking, y'all were talking about the Game Awards earlier. I think there was a lot of people who were like, Elden Ring got nominated for best narrative. Like, if you're really someone who's gonna be contentious about narrative and you want a good narrative game, play this game. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is this is the narrative game. It seems like it. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the hype Disco Elysium had, where yes. it was like, oh, this is a story to get lost in, and yeah, it's gonna be a lot of reading, and it's gonna be this, but you're gonna love it. And I really hope. I mean, that's what's so tricky about these games coming out like right after the like the Game Awards cut off. I'm yeah. really hoping people remember Pentiment for next year. Oh, and yeah. I hope it doesn't get kind of forgotten in the weeds. To his credit, Jeff is always great about giving out ballots and being like, hey, the cutoff was this, so that means mm -hmm. that these games are actually eligible here, and don't forget about them, which I always think works. But Did you play Murder on Eridanos, mm -hmm. the DLC for The Outer <sighs> you World? Told, you told me to, and I'm not it's yet. It's the best DLC I played for okay. The Outer World. I played um, the one before that. Uh, Something Pearl on Gorgon. Pearl, I played Pearl, Pearl on Gorgon, and I was like, oh, man. Usually I'm not a DLC person. Mm -hmm. Usually I skip over DLC. I played that, and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty fun. I enjoy this. And then... I didn't hear anybody talk about Murder on Eridanos, and so mm -hmm. I was like, all right, cool, I guess I'll skip it. And then you told me to, and so I have it installed, but I still need to boot it up. Because it's a murder mystery. There is, this uh, for Pentiment, there's actually, the game does not canonically tell you who the murderer is. You just have to make guesses, which I'm like, yes, I love that freedom. I love, like, the, well, you better be making the right accusations. Yeah, right, this yeah, person yeah, really yeah. must be guilty, because their fate is in your hands. Let alone the conversations that can spring from it afterwards mm -hmm. and yeah. talking to your friends about what they did. Like, Murder on Eridanus does have, like, a direct path, but there are different ways to get to it. And so that's what got me kind of, like, as soon as I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, this is murder mystery. This is the last time they kind of tackled it, or they did a little something murder mystery. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really, really excited to dive into yeah. this game. Obsidian knows how to write. Mm -hmm. Like, they got really good writers over mm -hmm. there. Like, whenever I think of, of even, like, Outer Worlds, right, like, that was one of the things I love the most about that game is, like, 
oh man, these characters are awesome. I love my companions. Like this has it has way, very good quests, very good threads in terms of what you're doing. And yeah, like this, it has me very excited for them to, uh, to play this game by them. That is smaller, more focused, and something super unique. And so, very much looking forward to checking this out on my Steam Deck also because I tweeted yeah. out Lucy James in Skill Up said like this game, and Jake Decker said this game works great on the Steam Deck. So huh. yes, yeah, huh. yeah, okay, that's that's good news. That's always good. That's always good. Uh, but. If you want to play those games on Game Pass, guess what? Good news. Number five, uh, Pentiment and Somerville are coming to Game Pass. This is Wario64 on Twitter. Uh, today on Game Pass, you're getting Pentiment and Somerville. On the 17th, you're getting Dune, Spice Wars, Ghost Lore, La- La- Lappin, uh, Norco, which is another one that popped up on uh, the Game Awards yesterday for yeah. games with impact. And I was like, or no, mm. narrative? I forget which one. Now, maybe Indie? Indy, it. whatever. It was one, that was, it was, one of those. The reason I think those is because those are the Greg Miller categories. And I was like, I don't even know what this game is. And you guys were talking about uh, uh, Waypoint talking about it. Uh, then uh, on the 22nd, you're getting Gungrave Gore. The 29th, you're getting Insurgency Sandstore uh, and Soccer Story, which is another game that popped up today that I'm sure yeah, you're freaking out about. Yeah, a blessing type game. I was like, wait a second. What the fuck is Soccer Story? And I looked it up and I was like, oh, this looks really cool. And then November 30th, Warhammer 40K Dark Tide. There we go. Which I really liked at Summer Game Fest. I dug it, too. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to doing streams with that, because I think that'll be a lot of fun of four players running around shooting stuff, class-based, yeah. Hell, yeah. Another great, great uh, month for Xbox Game Pass. Gosh. The best Game- value in gaming. Honestly, though, like, yeah. nothing's competing with this thing. I love it to pieces. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Emily? Yes. Thank you for your time. Well, thank Go you Go get for ready for me. your stream. Your yeah. special. Yeah. We're excited for that. I'm super excited. Thank uh, you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. We. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your final guest of the day. No, no, I, I'm live. There's more. Uh, Adam Sessler. Adam Sessler's coming. Hey. Adam, yay! This is really nice. Right? It's not too shabby. It's not too shabby this of a place. Like I, like, I remember, I think last time we did this together, you weren't there. I was not, no. Uh, and, and... Uh, it was in a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I, I was yeah, I was on the road with the with the Kickstarter for Friday the 13th. Yeah, and lifetime uh, ago, and the horror movie with the boobies. Yeah, that I yeah, was yep, in. Yep, 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 yep. Um, nice. And now you. I'm here. Yeah, we've <laughs> we've chatted on the social media. Yes, I'm Adam. I'm blessing. All right, blessing. You seem pretty cool. Oh. My, <laughs> thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Number six on the rubber report. Xbox is banning a bunch of bots. This is John Fignas over at Engadget. If you've had to deal with a rash of fake Xbox Live accounts in recent times, you're far from alone. Microsoft has published its first ever Xbox transparency report, and it's now clear the company is banning or otherwise cracking down on bots. The company says it has issued over 4.33 million million proactive enforcements that is taking action without user reports against fake and compromised accounts in the first half of 2022. That represented 57% of the enforcement actions over the six-month span and a nine-fold surge in the amount of proactive efforts versus the same period a year ago. Microsoft was previously pouring most of its energy into reactive enforcement, responses to gamer reports, and taking fewer actions as a whole. The company issued 2.24 million reactive enforcements in the second half of 2021, and then just 461,000 proactive measures. Other violations were relatively few and far between. Adult content led to just 199,000 proactive enforcements, while fraud, harassment, and other abuses each had fewer than 100,000 actions. Harassment and fraud and abuse? Only 100,000 actions? Wow. We got to report more, folks. Uh, <laughs> um, 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 wait. Gamers historically are pretty what like, chill. What exactly are the adult 
It's in quotes. Content? Adult content. I would assume you're you're, oh, you're run of the mill dick pics. I mean, I would think that maybe. Oh. I mean, maybe like the sex bots. Like like oh, sure, like sure, back sure. in the old Uno days. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. never forget. <laughs> Let's be forget the Uno days on Xbox. That's a way to connect. Yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, a pun, yeah. kids. Whoa. It's an Xbox pun. <laughs> I won't surprise you to hear that most Microsoft's uh, 33.08 million user-prompted crackdowns for, focused on toxic players. Enforcement was equally dominated by reports of cheating and other poor conduct, 43%, and abusive communication, 46%. Just 11% of enforcements were tied to user-made content like offensive nicknames and screenshots. Thank there appear to be fewer overall incidents. Microsoft re- uh, received just shy of 60 million reports in the last half of 2020. 60 million in 2020. Uh, don't count on winning an appeal if you think Microsoft made a mistake. Out of more than 151,000 case appeals during the period, just 6% led to reinstatements. You can expect a new Xbox transparency report every six months from now onward. But I didn't mean it when I said it. Listen, I, it was a joke. I was quoting a show. It's comedy not allowed. Yeah. Yeah. It's comedy. We'll have yeah. free speech. Oh, we're banning yeah. free speech on Xbox now, I see. Re- overturn it. Overturn it. Um, can we go back to the bots part? With pleasure. Um, okay, because I, I, I know Danny was just up here. Yeah. And he was saying, you know, we're actually on the anniversary of Xbox Live. Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember those days. I had a little bit of hair and dewy hope still in my eyes. (laughs) Um, But, like, that was just a means by which you played with other people online. Yeah. Like, I I, I still use Xbox Live, but I I wasn't aware that it had enough of an environment that, like, bots were running around. Oh, sure. They're out there trying to get your your credit card information, um, Xbox Live support, give me your mother's maiden name, security things. There was was a year. I I play a lot more on PlayStation compared to Xbox, but there was, like, a year uh, on PlayStation. Maybe, like, it was, was like, a half year. Maybe it's still happening. Uh, But there was a period where I was getting hella uh, bot messages where it is, Hey, like, and it's always it was it was the sex box, right? They were like, hey, like you know, hey cutie, comma, <laughs> I see you're playing X Y Z, like you want to play with me or whatever. Like I got I got a lot of messages along those lines, and it was always the thing of yeah, they're trying to get your credit card, they're trying to get uh, trying to get some kind of information so they can steal your identity. I, I it's a big problem. I, I I think I have to acknowledge something. I'm not that popular on Xbox. <laughs> you weren't getting the cutie messages. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. That's yeah. happened to me on on on, on Twitter. E-mail. And it's 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 alarming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially like when your significant other is like five feet away, and it's like I, I didn't invite. I don't know who this is. I didn't do this. She showed up on the I've door. I've never met this cutie. I've never met the this cutie. Song. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I didn't know you could spell it with an I. Um, yeah, just you can, you let can. your imagination run. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I have had nothing of the sort happen. Well, to Xbox me. is making sure you won't ever have it. So don't worry well, about and, it. And props to them for actually doing the transparency thing, because yeah. like. If Twitter had done the transparency thing, who knows how much fun we wouldn't have had last week. I know, That's, right? that's, yeah, that's yeah, all yeah, yeah. I can say. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to you for Xbox not being Twitter. But yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to see him do it. I'm happy to see him commit to doing it more. But yeah, yeah. yeah. of course, ban people. I need, need T-Mobile to do this because like... I'm, I, is that what you're single, checking? You're checking yeah, your, like your spam <laughs> messages here? I, and I don't know how widespread this is. Every single day I'm getting a text from just a random number that's like, hey, like, the one I got yesterday was... Hi, I'm Anna. Are you my date on the dating site? Here's my picture. Did you see it? And then like f- 10 minutes later, are you busy now? Question mark. And then 10 minutes later, still there? Question mark. And I'm like, what, what the fuck? Are, how these bots are evolving. They're getting a lot more. Just talk to it. Aggressive. <laughs> no, I'm not going to talk. Because they're going to know this number works. Sure. Right. Is that, That's how it works, right? Uh-huh. Like if I respond, I mean, they're going to be like, I, I don't get this. I do get 
some telemarketing that's clearly designed for my father. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, which is really the policeman's foundation, and we need. A or it's like your social security is going away. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a Gen Xer. I never thought I had it. And uh, but Been saying the, that for oh, years. <laughs> oh, the worst I ever had. I had a cold call from a cemetery, wanting to know if I had made arrangements. And when, <laughs> yeah. And and uh, that's a different bracket of age. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it was just I was like, "Why? No." And I'm like, "I think maybe, yeah, but like you, you, you mean one of my parents, and that's still really creepy." But and they're you, like, Adam? "Well, you never can do it early enough." And I'm like, "Do you do that? like, do, oh, like what, like what list did they buy? What am I subscribed to?" Like U.S. News and World Report, like Reader's oh, Digest. clearly on the cusp. Reader's yeah. Digest, that's the Something. one that gets you oh, every yeah. time. Yeah. That's a good one. They still making Reader's Digest? That was it, a big thing they, at Graham and Miller's they, house. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if they still... Highlights for children still exist. That's excellent. I was that's asking excellent. about it one time on the Shout social the media, <laughs> and the Highlights account reached out to say, yes, we are still here. Huh. And I didn't even know what to do with that. So yeah, that's great news. I always thought that was kind of like the stepping stone to Reader's Digest. Sure, like of course. With that was I was excited when you're in the pediatrician's office though, and you saw Highlights magazine. I wouldn't uh-huh. say excited. It's it's what they had, <laughs> and it was only at the dentist's. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It had to be a medical profession to get the Highlights magazine. I digress. <laughs> Number seven. You're going to be getting the, the Witcher 3's next-gen update very soon. Uh, the Witcher tweeted out yesterday, the next-gen update for the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is coming December 7, 14th. December 14th, free for everyone who already owns the game. For more details in the gameplay review, t- tune into Red Streams next week on twitch.tv slash Red. Are you going to go back to be Geralt of Rivia? I've already done it three times. Yeah. I mean... Three. Emily, who was just on, I think like they, when they released Skyrim for the Lynx, I think she got the copy. She had to go do that. She yeah. didn't even Playing have a Lynx. Fridge, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm probably going to end up playing. All I want them to do is get out of refurbished or the refurbished Witcher 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm. I keep on thinking, okay, you know what? I'm going to get through Witcher 1 and transfer the saves like I've never been able to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then I start playing Witcher 1. I'm like, nah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know what? That, <laughs> that cemetery well. is going to call me, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, it's time. Mm. It's time. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Witcher 1, that's the... I'm looking forward to that one, too, because, yeah, going back and trying to replay those, you're dealing with some archaic stuff there. Yeah. Even Witcher 3, I feel like going back and replaying, uh, after, what, seven years, there's some, there's some stuff there in terms of how it can co- controls that the, doesn't age as well. Well, also, the last time I went back to play it, I got... I was trying to just get everything and upgrade everything, and I kind of forgot that, you know, it actually costs to upgrade all your weapons. Yep. And I was upgrading weapons I didn't use, mm. so I just thought it was cool. And yeah. then suddenly I was just flat broke. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And halfway through, and I'm like, oh, wow, there's a lot of grinding. I'm I made a mistake here. Yeah. I, made a, I made a mistake. <laughs> Wes and I have been talking about coming back for the next What's the temperature update? check right now? now? Now that we have a release date. I'm not against it. That'll be close to holiday break, right? Or we'll be on the other side. We'll be on the other side of close to a protocol, like. And that's like what the next the next big title coming out out after that uh, period. Close to protocol. Yeah, be like Dead Space. No, but that's before. Oh, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's before. Yeah. Yeah. So after December 14th, we're talking about what Dead Space and Forspoken coming out late January. Yeah. That's like a month period. That's a good amount of time. Oh, we're trying to beat it? Who knows? You know what I mean? I was about to say, I don't think you could do Witcher 3 and the DLC. Like, Blood and Wine. Yeah, that's what everybody says. I didn't play it. Oh, it's so good. In a month where it's probably the only game you're going to be focused on. And this is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping I I can transfer my save because I don't want to start from the beginning. If I can transfer my save and just pick up from where I left off, oh, oh, yeah. I'm going to finally finish The Witcher 3. Well, then I guess you better tune in. 
Oh, man. Oh, You'll yeah. find them all out next week next on week. the Red Streams. There you go. That's Tom Rowley. Like like, oh, I like Sessler Red. <laughs> you nailed it. Uh, Adam, mm-hmm. you have more content to do here, but not this show. So go get ready for that and get ready okay. for the stream if the internet works. Okay, or maybe I'm going to go wipe video. my bum. Okay, sure. We're go working on getting b- b- bidets. Don't worry. Oh, wait. That wasn't a bidet? <laughs> Hope <laughs> you don't brush your teeth. Here, God damn it, Adam. Pleasure. Pleasure. Ladies Absolutely. and gentlemen, say goodbye to Adam and welcome in Jake Bennett. Come on, Jake. <laughs> Jake is here to close out the Roper Report with the eight and final story. Uh, Rockstar has reportedly turned down Eminem for a GTA movie. This is Jordan Midler over at VGC. Rockstar Games reportedly once turned down a GTA movie starring Eminem, which would have been directed by Top Gun director Tony Scott. I'll stop here already and say, what the fuck? Why would you turn this down? Well, I'll tell you why. Um, I don't think Eminem's the right guy. Shut the fuck How off, Jake. How dare you? Did you not watch 8 Mile? I, I did. Eminem already did it. He did 8 Mile. That was his GTA. Give me 50 Cent. Oh, 50 Cent's okay. at least been shot nine why times. Why not both? Blood on the sand. Blood on the sand. I'm sure. Why we've not had, We've had GTA but games. Like, give me someone who's been about that life a little bit. You know what you I mean? You don't think Eminem's been about that I mean, how did your voice know. just get there? I've never heard you go to that register before. I mean, he's about part of the life. According to you know? Kirk, or, or yeah, Erwin. What? Ewing. Ewing. Thank you. God damn it. I knew I had it. I was I, Patrick Ewing. I saw it earlier, but then I got so thrown off with the high pitched voice. Kurt Ewing, an agent and co founder of virtual avatar uh, app VMe. Fucking Jesus. A late night conversation with former rock star boss Sam Hauser almost led to the multi time Grammy winning rapper starring in a film based on the franchise. Speaking on Bugsy Malone's Grandest Game podcast, Ewing recalled, quote, because of the relationship that I had with Rockstar and I had with Sam, I actually tracked him down to his hotel room one night where I knew he was going to be staying for a while and the two of us stayed up late and talked about the possibility of making a film this was just after grand theft auto 3 and i think at that point it was still in sam's mind that it might be something he wanted to do he continued i remember taking a call at about 4 a.m from one of the producers in la with an offer to make a film and he said kirk we've got eminem to star and it's a tony scott film five million on the nose are you interested and i phoned up sam and said look you need to listen to this they want eminem in the grand theft auto movie and tony scott to direct and he said not interested. At that point, they withdrew from the conversation about making a film uh, when they realized the media franchise that they had was bigger than any movie that was going to be on at the time, end quote. While rumors have persisted over the years about a potential Grand Theft Auto movie, nothing has ever come to fruition. This is a wild story that I don't, know, crazy, I don't know yeah. how much I Every believe. Every paragraph got better of the co-founder of Virtual Avatar at VMe, and then we're on Bugsy Malone's Grant's Game podcast. I'm like, all right. It's the it. fact that it, it reads like almost like a Family Guy story, like a Family Guy bit of like, oh, yeah, and I phoned up Sam, and I went, look, you need to listen to this. They want Eminem in the Grant Theft Auto movie, and Tony Scott, Tony Scott to direct. That sounds like it's taken straight out of like a sitcom or, it's or a, something. Yeah, or like someone filled out a Mad Lib is a little bit like, yeah. or it's like, oh, pick a musical artist, pick a video game, pick a director, you know, like that. That's that's how it feels a little bit. But like, I don't know. I mean, Eminem, sure. But like I said, you know, I, I want I want I want I want someone who has that experience. You know, like I think, so like, give me a Fifty Cent, give me a, a, a Lil Wayne did time in Rikers. Like uh, he has the experience. That's fair. You know what is great about this is that it's a snapshot in time of I think the closest you ever got to it and would get to it. Where Probably. I do think that, like, this is the point where Grand Theft Auto 3 is out. All right, cool. And clearly it's changed video games and we're all in it. And we're all obsessed with it. But Grand Theft Auto isn't the 
we made a billion dollars by blinking. You know right. what I mean? We're make, selling this game without doing anything. We've been we've put out Grand Theft Auto Five nineteen times. I don't it, think it's yeah. a movie though. And that's it's my a thing. series. That's of my anything. thing. Where I think at this point it's like it's its own thing. Right. And I think you know Rockstar still feels that way and looks at it that way. And you know, what is the benefit of doing a movie that'll probably be me- mediocre right that probably right. wouldn't be, reach any of the heights they tried to hit in the game yeah. like right now this would for sure wouldn't happen right because yeah. like grand auto is our is already one of the highest profit profiting uh what just entertainment franchises period right you don't need movies you don't need any other um i guess like adaptations to really give it that value because the value is there just make gta 6 and put that out or add more shit to your multiplayer and that's gonna get that that's gonna make you probably equivocal money than you would um putting out a movie or something along along those lines this is the only time that this would this would have happened right is like okay you're fresh off of gta 3 grand theft auto is now grand theft auto but like you know there's still a an even brighter future ahead of it uh hey like we have this thing on our hands what if we made it into a billion different things i'm i w- i'm so curious on what that timeline would have looked like if sam house was like yes get eminem at the height of his career by the way because like, we're talking right. about yeah what like early 2000s like 2000 let's say three to five yeah I you're this, talking uh like eminem show eminem show yeah. marshall Mathers marshall LP. Mathers LP. you're yep, talking about exactly. yeah, him coming off of uh eight mile and mm-hmm. putting out lose yourself you're talking about a man that's on top yeah, of the at world the peak. yeah yeah who's about to go into rehab yeah <laughs> so maybe they <laughs> yeah, thought you so maybe that's the reason maybe maybe that's maybe that would have given the experience jake wanted that yeah, would have been the experience been, he yeah, needed for some, him. yeah it would i would have been more visceral i would have you know, really bless stuff. Jake. Great. I'm excited to one day see a Grand Theft Auto movie, even though it might never happen. Maybe it would happen, but if it is going to happen, we're going to have to wait forever. Bless, if I wanted to know something that was happening right now, where would I go? You would go to the official list of upcoming so- software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, ladies and gentlemen, is Floodland on PC, Pentiment on all the Xboxes and PC, Smurfs Card on Switch, Somerville on all the Xboxes and PC, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge on PlayStation 5, uh, Yeez uh, 8, Macross of Dana on PlayStation 5. I, I just power through it. I just power through it. Lacrimosa. Uh, Arcane Waters, Early Access on PC, Zero Servient of Servert, Early Access on PC, Bravery and Greed on PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, The Ballad of Hongye on PC, Ruby, Arrow fell on pc all the playstation switch all the xboxes bendy and the dark revival on pc yeah i'm excited about this one say that one ixion is oh, what okay. would you say how would you go with that i one? don't know it's not my job ixion on pc <laughs> fuck you <laughs> tmnt is out back on the ps5 wreckfest is on mobile uh who well no we we who are about to die on pc bound by blades on pc multiverses season two begins today with a new battle pass fuck this smurfs card game actually looks kind of good <laughs> oh we're when, so you, oh, when you read it when you read through it i I was like, all right, we've gone too far. Do we need to give the there Smurfs three, a cart racer? There were three people dedicated to getting the physics on that hat right. <laughs> there were three people who were like, no, the hat's not flapping in the wind enough. We need more. I'll play this for exactly half of a kind of funny stream. Damn, that's <laughs> yeah. impressive. That's yeah. a long time for us. Yeah, I like where your head's at on that Down one. Half. Uh, new dates for you, ladies and gentlemen. God is real. Marvel's Avengers Update 2.7, which includes our new hero, the Winter Soldier, and Omega Level Threat, Ames Cloning Lab. The wow. content Fran Mirabella accidentally played in 2020 <laughs> is actually happening. It is arriving November 29th. Uh, Gorilla Games has confirmed the upcoming virtual reality game. Horizon Call of the Mountain will be released on February 22nd as PlayStation VR 2's launch title. One of PlayStation VR 2's launch titles. And then Soccer Story Power Slides onto PC Game Pass consoles. Uh, 
and we guess not Stadia on November 29th. <laughs> that was in their email. <laughs> That's what they wrote? That's what they wrote. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's fucking funny. Okay, good Good on them. Good on them. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've been watching Kind of Funny Games Daily. Usually we would do you're wrong, but as you know, we are having an internet issue. So I don't know. We, we're just going to assume we were right about everything today. And if not, uh, tweet all your corrections to Jake. Yeah. You don't have Comcast internet, do you? No, that'd be weird, that right? Be <laughs> that'd be a little too convenient if you asked me. That'd be a little too convenient if we did. No, we just have bad luck. Ah, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, so of course, we. this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week down a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. Tomorrow, your host will be Blessing and Tim. Thursday, it'll be Blessing and Greg. That's me. Friday, it will be Tim and Blessing. If you are watching live right now, now, that's impossible, I think. Uh, but guess what? We're about to do that G4 reunion stream. You can get it on YouTube.com slash games and Twitch.tv slash games. If the stream isn't working and isn't going, we're just going to record it and post it on YouTube.com slash games. So it's there for you no matter what, and you can go enjoy it. What Multiple they, times. What can they expect, Jake? What can they expect? I don't know. I don't know what I can expect, honestly. Uh, it's hard I, to believe you guys got canceled. I, it really, it really <laughs> is, isn't it? It really is. Uh, we were, you know, selling magazines door to door, candy bars outside of grocery stores, <laughs> everything we could do. But uh, you know, here we are. So I'm excited to see whatever you guys come it's up gonna with. It's going to be fun. It's going to be It's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, it's always fun. At least when we we get to cut loose and just uh, and just play around. And we thank you guys so much for letting us come. Oh, in please, here. It's our pleasure. It's, it's. I mean, it's. It'll be. It's great to say goodbye. Yeah. For sure, yeah. right? And actually get to say yeah. goodbye, which is a big part of it. Yeah. Check that out, ladies and gentlemen. YouTube.com slash games. Of course, check out Patreon.com slash kindoffunny to keep the lights and mics on. Get those 38 bonus episodes of content. Get every show ad-free. Get me to, or get to watch me do the Kind of Funny podcast and be weird today. Bless. I'm so scared of whatever's about to happen. You should be. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>